Hi, JJ. Hi, Linda. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Very good. Now, you're in your studio in Long Island. I am, and you're down someplace in Tennessee. Yep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> In I'm an sorry. undisclosed location. <laughs> My pet Elsie is trying to get in the door. Mm. Is that a cow? J- I guess it was. Yes. Hello, everyone. JJ and I decided to do a podcast so that way we could kind of explain the inner workings of the voiceover industry. And maybe you'll pick up some tips and get something interesting to take home with you and put yeah, in personal. We're, we're, we're going to talk probably today a little bit about... Uh, the way things used to be in the past and and why we're so darn good now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this, we, do, we don't have an official name for it, but I guess this is the Voice voiceover Gurus podcast. Yes, I like it. I like it. Okay. I'm going to embroider that on my pillow. <laughs> we're going to go with that then. <laughs> okay, very good. Very good. So, so, JJ, why don't you tell me first how long you've been in the business so we can know how far back the technology will be discussed. Wow. Well, remember they invented the round thing? It was called the wheel. <laughs> No, I actually, uh, my father was a disc jockey on, uh, he was the morning man at WNBC in the late 60s. And he was the voice of Van Kemp's Pork and Beans, Yago Sangria, did some Campbell's so Soup cool. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually did my first VO when I was five on his lap during his morning show. Aww. And uh, I got to say, mm, good, daddy. And, wow. uh, you know, that's so there. And then I went to school and... Uh, I actually didn't want to do high school so much because I knew what I wanted to do. So as soon as I got out of school, I went to work at a radio station. I faked my way in with a demo and said, yeah, I know how to do production. (laughs) Wow. Wow. How old were you at this point? You were, what, 18? 18, 19, 20. Yep. Mm -hmm, uh, I did a couple of morning shows, a couple of, you know, I was a newsman and a station in the Keys. And uh, then from there, I got the job at WLYF way back when, in 1984, I think. And, and my how, job, were, yes. how were voiceovers handled at that period of time? You know, what was the industry like? Well, I, I hadn't even realized it yet because I hadn't entered the field of doing them. My job was to write them, read them, and produce them. And I would do, gosh, they'd bring stuff in on a matchbook from the restaurant they just ate at, the salespeople. <laughs> and I'd write up a quick spot and voice it and get it on the air. And I did... Uh, just a guesstimate, but about 3,000 of those in three oh years. Oh, my God. Wow. And, that was, and while that was happening, about a year and a half in, somebody I did a spot for somebody. It was for Dan's Fan City. It was so much fun. I had uh, a lady you know, with just music in the background, and a guy walks in the door, and there's like 200-mile-an-hour winds. And he goes, honey, what are you doing? And she said, Dan's Fan City is having a sale. Anyway, so she bought 35. <laughs> anyway, they liked the spot, and they said, can we air it on a different station? I'll give you 50 bucks. And I went, Oh, okay. And then I put together a demo, and uh, a year later, I was leaving the building so much to do sessions that my boss called me and said, I love you. And I went, I love you, too. You want me out of here, don't you? And he said, yeah, I need somebody who's going to be here. So that day, I went home and said, uh, well, we're going to go freelance. And the, the wife said, all right, let's do it. And that was 1988. So at that point, you your demo was on cassette? CD at that point? Did you wind oh, up no, advancing? Oh, no, it was definitely a cassette. Or yeah. reel-to-reel? <laughs> oh, yes, I had some of those, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A, a lot of people don't realize this, but JJ and I go back to the late 80s, and he actually mixed my very first ever voiceover demo. Yep. And wow. it was uh, on a, you gave me a reel-to-reel copy of it. 
And yep. people, and those newbies, you're going to have to go and Google reel to reel because I can't really explain what it is. But <laughs> well, it's tape. But but and and that brings me to why I was kidding around saying that the people who started in the business on tape have an extraordinary interior clock. Mm, mm-hmm. Be- because that back then, you know, you couldn't, we didn't have the technology today to take breaths out and, and speed up files and stuff. You know, we'd get done with a thing. Uh, and they'd say, okay, that was 60 and a half. Can you do it again and cut off nine tenths? And I would say, sure. Right, and I right. would. And I would. And I remember, you know, you doing that as well. But that's that's the kind of thing we had to do. But it was so different because we went to them and all we had to worry about was the read. Right. Not the business end and, and this and that. We had agents mm-hmm. then. And it, it's come a long way. It's come a long it was way. A, it was a simple life for us. What what did you do after I because I I lost track of you after the uh, after I did the demo for you you went to New York almost immediately didn't you? Uh, no, actually, I stayed in Florida, but I moved over to the West Coast, the Fort Myers market, and uh, okay. I wanted to just get behind a microphone and get as much experience as possible. So I interned at a radio station, at a classic rock radio station. There you go. And I yeah, I worked for concert tickets and you know free free food. Um, sure, and Linda. I just, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But I used to my advantage the fact that I had a business degree, so I became the assistant business manager for the three radio stations. Ah. Um, and I just said to them, I go, this is how, you know, advantageous I was. I've, the production director, I said, look, I don't know what you're doing, but can I just sit in the room and watch you edit? Because I want to just learn. Somehow I want to figure out how to do this. Right. And he, he was a little uncomfortable with it initially. Rick Peterson, bless you. Um, but he was like, yeah, sure. You know, you sit there. So I started with that, observing other people. And then I got a weekend gig, you know, as a DJ um, yeah. on the air. And that's how I kind of got to hone my skills. But then I met some very important people in Fort Myers, a very good friend of mine still, Brian Lee, who does voiceovers. Right. Yeah, a few. He, yeah, <laughs> just a couple. Just a few. He's a wonderful talent. Wonderful talent. Yeah. And he and I became friends in 94. And he had a production studio called Advantage Productions. And he said to me, why don't you come down? Because he, he does like a technical. He loves audio. So he had met me at a radio station because he was there helping them tweak their signal. Oh. <laughs> um, I know. He was tweaking. He was tweaking things. Wow. And he, I only twerk he, <laughs> these days. I don't tweak much anymore. <laughs> Brian Lee loved, and Brian Lee still tweaks. He, he would admit that. So he said, I have a studio. Do you want to come down? And, you know, you can cut some voiceovers. And, of course, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So I went down there, met him, and then I got to meet Peter Thomas. Ah, Peter Thomas. Oh, do I have yeah. a story about him? Well, he's a legendary, those of you that don't know, if you uh, listen to his voice, he'll take you right back to elementary school. Yes. This guy was a legend, and he, what, he passed away, like, what, four or five years ago? Yeah. Um, yep. But he, he had a home in Naples, and he would use Brian's studio because it was the only studio that had an ISDN line yep. that he used to call New York. So. Tell, tell everybody what ISDN line is. <laughs> well, I, I still, I just used it 10 minutes ago for oh, HSN, so, Yes. <laughs> Some people still still use ISDN. Not many, though. Not anymore. It's a digital but, box that you uh, have to get a special phone line for. And mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty expensive these days if you don't already have it. And it's, it's oh. kind of old school, but the quality is unmatchable. But to get it nowadays, it's pretty much impossible. It's, it's hundreds of dollars a month. Don't they like like Verizon? I know up here won't won't lay the lines down anymore. No, nope. they're just like done. It's, they're 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 zoning it out, zoning it out. Yeah, yeah. But now there's I, IPDTL and Source Connect now and oh, Peter Thomas. 
I know, right? So wow. what's your story? What, what with is Peter? he the voice of? On something on PBS all the time. Oh he, God! He narrates. Uh, or no, it's not PBS. It's one of the uh, murder shows. Mm, mm-hmm. I have to look him up. Yeah. Peter Thomas was such. He was an incredible talent, and I got to watch him actually do a narration, record a narration, and I was just blown away. Yeah. Watching this man work, um, and he he said he goes, "Give me your demo, and I'll send it to my agent in New York." <laughs> yeah, and I'm this like 24 year old girl, so of course I send the demo that you mixed. Yes, you know, because he hate was it. like, and he, "They said this mix is terrible." <laughs> <laughs> but he says, he says, he goes, "You know, you've got a lot of talent. I really think you could do something with this." So he sends it, and of course the agent at Arcieri was like. Nope, not good enough. So I got uh, my first rejection. <laughs> oh, that's a fun part of the business, too. Yeah, that's another fun. aspect we will discuss in another podcast. Yes. I was sitting, I got to tell this story very quickly. I was. Uh, sure. I did about four or five months stint in New York with Stephen Arcieri. Mm. I, man- I managed to get a, an agent up there, and he started sending me on calls. My very first voiceover casting, I walked in the room, I forget what it was for, but there were four or five guys sitting there. And I was reading the script to myself, and I said, "Wow, Peter Thomas would be off or, you know, awesome for this." <laughs> and about thirty seconds later, this man leaned over and said, uh, "You're new here." And I said, "Yes, my name is J.J. Wilson." He goes, "Oh my God, I am I'm really good friends with your father, Big Wilson." And I went, "Oh, isn't that wonderful?" I said, "What's your name?" He said, "Peter Thomas." So I looked at him, I handed him the script, and I left. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's what no a wonderful competing. Man. All right. Wow. But yes. So, so things have changed so much. Right. So much. I, I saw one of your uh, videos on Facebook the other day about how we spend we spend a lot of time alone. We don't get to yeah hang with people it, anymore like we did. You know, in the old days when they had budgets for commercials, sometimes mm-hmm. there'd be seven people on a spot on a radio spot. I I miss working with someone oh, else on a spot. You so know? do I. So do I. The energy the energy that you get from the other talent. And yep. the room itself, it just, it helps to bring out more creativity. Yep. Um, I, and then you, you, you absorb and you bring back your own performance, you know? Yep. yep. Oh, you get, it's, to have somebody to bounce off of, there's nothing better. No. There's no, just nothing. Now I'm working with uh, Dave Corey and Daryl Gilly and, of course, Connie Zimmett. I mean, there yeah. was just, I, I think people would hire us sometimes just because they wanted to laugh. Oh, that's, that's what so I nice. think. They say, oh, we love working with you because it's just fun to watch. And I went, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. You're entertainers. Entertainers yes. in more ways than one. Yes, we were. And there was a, who else back in those? Alex Panis was popular mm-hmm. in those days. Um, you remember Alex Panis, Linda? I don't. I don't. He was the voice of Carl's Furniture. When below <laughs> ordinary prices will. He was a dramatic Shakespearean actor. And oh a my! Phenomenal voiceover actor. I did a <laughs> did a session with him one day at uh, Spots with Bob Lebeskis, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a two person spot back and forth. I had four sentences; he had the rest. We did a <laughs> take, and it was a minute and fourteen. And he looked at me. He said, "JJ," <laughs> and I said, "Yes, Alex." He said, mm, "You're going to have to speed up your part." <laughs> and I went, "Okay, Alex, you got it." <laughs> That's so, so funny. But I do miss working with other people, and, and you're right. You, I intentionally go out for lunch just so I can say hi to the lady at Subway. <laughs> to, you know, to I, someone. You know, yes. But, you know, back in the day, there was the legendary people that were doing this for a living. And now, with the thousands upon thousands that are doing voiceover, 
you know, somebody who might be successful, you may never know about. Exactly you know, right. Because exactly they're right. they're in their studio and they never see or hear any <laughs> speak to anyone except for, you know, the jobs that they're booking or the agents that they may have. Yep. But yep. It's, the business it's now, yeah, it's like it's so impersonal and I think that really creates a lot of barriers for people starting out. It really does. It really does. They're just walking into here's an audition. You know, you're going to do 20 of them a day now. Go. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's with it's no hard. feedback. None. No, no one telling you that that sucked or didn't suck. You know, I'm so just... glad you just said that because nothing more would I like than to be able to go on one of these pay for play websites that we use and say, you know, when you sometimes they rank you on one of the sites, you know, you're number yeah, one. Yeah, voices out of 40. one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, you know, you're ranked number one for a week and a half, and then all of a sudden, oh, you're number two. And mm-hmm. I so badly want to pick up the phone and go, what happened? <laughs> mm-hmm. What Could I have done anything differently? Was it the read? Was it, you know, it, it could be something as stupid as the client changed his mind and wanted a girl. Right, right, and have you nothing never to do with you. You know why you don't get a job. I was at an audition once for an on-camera gig. Uh, it was for Michael Bay, and... Um, I walked out of there and I said to myself, man, I got this one. I, I know I got this one. So yeah. I called the agent a couple days later and she said, no, I'm sorry. They give it to the other guy. And he was dark haired and I'm, I was very blonde at the time. And I said, what happened? She said, well, the producer looked at Michael Bay and said, it's my turn to choose. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you never know when you're going to book one or why you're not going to book one. You know, oh, we got I have sick. A, I- I have a similar story. I I auditioned for a National Ponds cream commercial, and I'm in the city, and I'm in the audition. The producer is saying to me, wow, it sounds really great. Okay, can you shave a second here? Can you shave a second there? Can you give me another read? Having me give them multiple reads. Uh-huh. And so I walked out of there thinking, I so got this. I <laughs> yeah. so got this. You know, so I go home all happy and, you know, and I like, Maybe two weeks later, I see the spot air, which is the worst feeling in the world. Oh, isn't that and awful? It, and it's not my voice. So <laughs> yeah. I, of course, I call my agent. I go, I don't understand how this happened. They had me redo it and redo it. And he said, look, the producer could have been eating a hamburger and suddenly he bit into a pickle that he didn't like. And he was listening to your voice at that time. Exactly he said, right. That's how it, it rolls. That's just the way it is. Yep. And you just have to let it go. Uh, but that, for for us, that's hard. It's very hard. You that's know, this conversation really went from technology to uh, how to handle rejection. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but maybe did. that's a better maybe that's a better topic to discuss. Today. Maybe so. But yeah, it's. Uh... I mean, how do you how do you walk away from like you know you audition so much? How do you let it go? I I just after this many years, I'm still not excellent at it. You know, the, the bigger ones that, you know, have a big paycheck involved, you, you can't. You can let it go to the point where you can still live your life. Right. But it's always on your mind. You wake up and you check your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, as a matter of fact, I got an email the other day from a, uh, a production studio saying, hello, just checking in to make sure everybody else is dead, too. And oh, it's yeah. Just, I got that same email. Yes. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. just that's the nature of how we feel all the time. Back in the 80s, Dave Corey and I used to beep each other just to make sure they were working. <laughs> <laughs> you beeper, get any calls? No. Well, well, check my beeper. Check my beeper. OK. <laughs> but, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible to let him go. And like I said, with voice one, two, three, uh, lately I have stopped checking the box that says, you know, they let you know when they've opened your audition. I don't want to know anymore. Hey, you and me both. I don't want to know. It's not going to help. It's only going to make me think about that even more. 
Mm-hmm. And this way, if you get it, they'll call. And that's exactly. also a hard thing not to do is not to call. You know, if you do an audition for somebody you know, it's hard not three days later to call them up and go, so? so yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? or at least find out who got it. Exactly right. They don't, they don't have time for that. They don't. If you get it, they will call you. Stop bothering me. That's, you know, You'll know. I, I get that a lot. Exactly. I, at this point, yeah, I'm the same as you. I I don't I don't check the box to know. I don't want to know. I send it off. I do. I feel like I do the best that I can yep. for the time that I do the audition. And there's really it's it's in God's hands because I can't now, do anything further. Let me ask you a question. Hmm. How long how long do you spend on the auditions? Um. Well, it depends yes, on what me it's too. for. Me too. Yeah. Um. You know, some like, of them just come out great on the first take, and you go, you know what? I could sit here for half an hour, but nah. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I probably don't spend longer than 10 minutes on an audition. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I can then suddenly go into critical mode and I could rip apart everything I do. Oh, my and, God, my microphone. I need a new one. Yes, I know right, what you yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, well, I, well, I could have said this word differently or right. I could have, you know, slowed down there. And I'm like, forget it. If I do that, I can I kill the performance aspect exactly of it. Exactly right. You don't want to read so, it to death. The fresher, no, the better, so. I think. And I just, I let it go. I just, I throw it out there. But, you know, when you audition for something big and your friends and family know about it, they, in good, being nice people, are asking every couple days, so did you get it? Oh, I know. Did you get it? Don't you hate that? So what what happened to that thing when you auditioned for a month ago? (laughs) Nothing. Stop asking. Exactly. I'm like, just, it doesn't work like that. Because I'll go and audition and my boyfriend's like, oh, I'm sure you're going to get it. I'm like, that's not how it works. No, yeah, I appreciate you thinking not. that. but Love you lots, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you believe in me, but you're completely misguided. <laughs> so It's tough. That is one of the hardest parts of the business. It really is. Yeah. So it you just really got to release it. You got to just know. And what I try to remember is if I can give my all for that period of time while I'm auditioning, and if I feel confident that I know that I did my best, then I release it, I let it go, and I don't think about it again. Yep. And, and when you it. do get it, when you do book it, they call and they go, God, that was just what I was, I had in my head. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, could you tell me that before I audition next time? Maybe? <laughs> although, <laughs> although I I get jobs that I don't think I'm going to get. And it's always like oh, a shock yes. to me where I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> yep. Yeah, especially when you do things that they don't ask for. Mm. Uh, for I did an audition the other day. It was a, a mom and a kid and a doctor. And the mom walked in and says, uh, the doctor says, so what can I do for you? She says, well, my son won't stop smiling. And he says, well, is it because you, you know, you, you brought him to the dinosaur exhibit and, you know, whatever. That was the, the gist of the spot. So I, I kept thinking to myself, doctor, doctor, doctor. So I went with a German psychiatrist. I don't know why. <laughs> but I said, so what seems to be the problem here? And I booked it. But that's not what now, they asked for. So I was going to say, did they ask you for a character voice? No. What, was the, what did the spec say? A doctor. Just doctor. <laughs> that, there that's was pretty no... much it. No. Wow. Now, let no. me ask you, how many takes do you do on average? One. You just send I mean, one I, take? I, no, I, I do a couple takes to get what I want, but I only send them one. I see. Okay. Yeah, because I, I wanted to be outside of the box. I thought I'd start trying. Connie Zimmett was saying this 25 years ago. She said, do one the way they want it and one your way. Yes. Because yes, sometimes that's... they go, oh, God, I never thought about doing it that way. And that's what happened in this case. The guy went, I guess I never thought of a German psycho. That's funny. But let and me ask was. you, why wouldn't you do it normally first and then do the German accent second to give yourself that sh- that extra shot? 
Just out of curiosity. I, I lazy. I don't know. I was just so excited that I got the German guy. <laughs> <laughs> but normally I do that. Normally I do that. On that one I didn't. I should have. But it was just I was having so much fun with it. And sometimes you get stuck on these auditions, you know, doing these different things. You go, well, let me try it this way. Let me try it that way. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's always good to send two, one their way, one yours. Because you right. never know when the producer's going to go, well, I was hearing it this way, but I really like that. Yeah, I like what you did with it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Now we've changed subjects again, Linda. <laughs> so I got some ironing to do. You want to talk about uh, starch and stuff like that? No? Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, I think we get, did a nice little introduction to, uh, you know, what our podcast will be about. And, yes. And we have, there's no shortage of topics to talk about. <laughs> no, not ever. So not ever. Not ever. This will be fun. This will be fun. So we're going to, what, try to do it like weekly, you think? I think that'd be wonderful. Yeah, that'll be cool. So hopefully uh, you guys can download the uh, podcast at your convenience and have a listen. And uh, maybe you'll learn a thing or two from two old, two old fogies in this business now. <laughs> well, I'm older than you, Linda. <laughs> well, where's yeah, my well. cat? <laughs> Honey, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, and, uh, thank you sh- for joining us, Linda. Head to the website, voiceover.guru. Yeah, because we're cool and hip, and we have one of those cool like ending uh, ending domain names. Voiceover.guru. And if you want to take lessons with either one of us, it's so easy to do. Oh, my God. So yes. do it, and we'll have a great time it's doing fun. it. It's fun. I just finished up with a student, and he was very happy, and uh, I think he's got a shot in the biz. Wow, that's awesome. Yep, that's after, always exciting. It is. It's fun when the, uh, like, about the second lesson or so, you're, you know, you're giving him the the basics of the read and say, no, no, do it this way and do it this, you know, make believe you're sitting on a, on a chair on a front porch and you're rocking and you're talking to your mom and he, mm-hmm. it takes you a while to get there sometimes. But once he did, he read it, he went, Oh wow, that was cool. And I went, there you go. He had the revela- <laughs> yeah. He had the yes. revelation. He made the connection. Yep. And from there uh, we figured out that he's really good at long form stuff. He's a great reader. Um, mm. And, and uh, you don't need a, you know, you can have any kind of voice and make it in this business. Listen to that's, the TV and the radio. That's the beauty of it. You don't yep. have to sound like J.J. Wilson. So perfect. That's correct. <laughs> with a deep voice. <laughs> or a morning disc jockey. Well, it's going to be partly cloudy with a chance of thudish storms. You don't have to have that affected sound or a deep voice to make a living. No, I mean, you can some be of the normal. biggest. You know, look at Mason. What was Mason Adams? Smuckers. It has to be good. What do you got? A sore throat? You make five million dollars a year. So you are exactly right. It just it doesn't take a deep gravelly voice like I have. I just happen to have this, but you know. Yeah, if you if you watch TV and you you see the national commercials, you'll see the trend of the voice. You know, the the there's there's one girl that books a lot of jobs, not so much anymore. She's kind of going out of fashion, but she's she's very she's a swiffer and she's like, "Oh, swiffer. yes." Yeah. Swiffer. Swiffer's got up. that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't really care if you clean it up, but, but Swiffer, that should, that clean should it be up. The topic, that should be the topic of our next podcast. I think that's a good one, so we'll save it for that. Okay, sounds that's good. That's the teaser. <laughs> the teaser. Na, 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 na. Oh, not that kind of tease? Sorry. No. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and Linda. Oh. Till next time. Till next time. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>